You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery, and uh, you can find me right up here at OurSuccessGroup.com. Hopefully, everybody is having a great Saturday morning already. It's 8 o'clock Central Time here in lovely St. Peter's. I actually am in Cottleville, Missouri right now at my co-working location, the Synergy Center. So nice and peaceful, quiet here this morning. I'm the only one in. And I hope you guys have had a wonderful week already. We had a great week over at our success group. We did the third of the five keys of marketing last Wednesday night. It was about Instagram and it went really well. I think we were able to Instagram is one of those things that's a a bit challenging because there's so much to it. And we want to try to give people what they need and leave out the parts that, uh, you know, maybe don't have to worry about so much right now, especially when we're we're getting started. And I'm really excited about next week as well. Next week, we'll be talking about email and email marketing and just how to really bring that out. The whole plan around this five keys is at the end of the five keys, there's going to be a 12-week program that you can put into action and really tackle the fourth quarter. It's the 12 weeks from that first week of October leading all the way into the week of the Christmas holiday. Super excited about that. If you are not already a member, just head right up there to oursuccessgroup.com and get signed up for a membership. You'll get all the past trainings as well. Get involved in that community and really hopefully you'll get the same feeling that we get from all of our current members and and the the comments that we get from them. And and it just really makes me feel like we're on the right track. Today, we're going to talk about when to hire slash delegate. Um, So this is a question that I hear a lot. It's also a question that I ask a lot (laughs) of myself and and, and those around us and and things like that, because it it is a a challenging thing, uh, especially for small business owners. You know, we get into uh, starting our own business because we do have that desire, need, uh, deep rooted, whatever, the, the control part, the building something of our own, this is our baby, you know, nobody else is going to do it right. Th- those kinds of things pop into our head. And, and so thanks for listening to small business Saturdays, achieve any goal you want in just 12 months. Have you heard about the success tracker? My dad is going to tell you about it. Thanks, Lewis. Success Tracker is the goal achievement resource that will provide you with a simple formula for achieving any specific goal you are willing to believe you can achieve. Not only do you get the formula, but we also provide support, motivation, and community, plus some fun swag along the way. This is what one of our current Success Tracker members has to say. Every day, I look at my certificate and carry my coin as a reminder that I am worthy and can do this. 
Today I learned that I've surpassed my goal already and I'm looking forward to seeing how much more I can surpass it before the end of the 12 months. Go to OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash ST. That's right, Lewis. Visit OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash ST for more information and to get started on your goal today. Come be a part of the Our Success Group community. We can't wait to be a part of the community with you. We, we fall into that catch 22 of the fact that we want to do all this, but there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so much we can do. And, you know, there's so much more than just the reason that you've started the business that you have to do in your business. You know, the reason that you start the business is one thing, but then all of the other things that you have to do in your business happen. And then there's only so much time in the day and, and so much you can do. And, and so now you can't grow anymore. Anyhow, it just, it, it becomes a bit of a, a, a challenging question to answer. So I wanted to try to tackle that as much as possible. Now, Todd's put up here uh, the, the formula, the, the simple magic bullet formula. So we could just be done with this. This will be the uh, five minute, six minute program. He says one employee per 100,000 to 250,000. Done. See you next week. <laughs> uh, well, that is the challenge is that unfortunately i wish there was i've not found one i've not found anybody else that claims to really have this magic formula that is a one size fits all it works for everybody and when this happens you hire and boom done now do you want to have a framework like todd talked about there and i know he's joking but do you want to have a framework like todd talked about there yes you do but there are some other things that we need to get our arms around first before we can start building our own formula that's going to work for us and our business. You know, so we've got some other work that we've got to do first. Now, here's what I would say. In fact, uh, this is something that I've said for a long time in different ways, but uh, I heard this from the keynote speaker at Cheryl's uh, Sublimation Summit Sean, and it, his last name just completely flew out of my head, but uh, uh, Cheryl, if you're still here, remind me of his last name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is a total mind blank. But Sean said, uh, you know, you, you want to ultimately your goal should be to hire slash delegate everything in your business that is not part of your core genius. Um, now, you know, so that that core genius part. Now, what core genius is that that basically means it's the things that you love to do. It's the things that you're passionate about. It's the things that you do that you lose track of time. You know, th those are the things that are the core genius. And, and deep down, those are ultimately why you started your business. So now here's the deal. If that's the ultimate goal to delegate it and, or hire out to everyone, everything that's not part of your core genius, that is awesome. And, and that to me is what the goal should be for, for all businesses. But most of us probably can't do that right away. And, and that's totally fine. That's not to say that you're failing just because you can't do that yet. Um, you know, that's not necessarily a measure of success. What, what I'm saying is that should be the goal. All right. So with, with that being said, um, in fact, I think Todd's kind of uh, wrapping that up nicely for me. There's so many factors in in it you don't even think of before hiring somebody i wish it was that easy uh, for sure so let's let's try to make it a little bit easier now here's the deal copeland yes thank you todd sean copeland 
that was the the gentleman and, and he he succinctly said that during the q a session about the fact that uh that you could that you needed to you know delegate everything that wasn't your core genius um so love it okay all right with that being said now here's here's the deal like i said we've got to we've got to wrap our arms around a couple of other things here first and those of you that are osg members are going to have a pretty big advantage here because these are actually things that we've worked on already these are the key pieces that we've kind of worked on together in past trainings and not only have we worked on these things in past trainings, but you've got the trainings to go back to and, and review and, and go deeper and, and, and all of that stuff. So, but the two areas that you have to get some clarity on before you can answer the question, when do I hire and delegate? The first one is, what is our plan? What is the business plan? What are our goals? Why are you in business? And, and again, when we talk about why we're in business, we need to dig down to a really deep level in that question of why we're in business. You know, it's not just to make money. It's, you know, it's the next level from that is okay to support my family. Okay. That's, that's good too, but there's lots of different ways that you could support your family other than being a small business owner. So why get down into why you actually started your business? What, what is it that you're passionate about? What is the, the real, deep level of of the why so that that's the the first thing that we need to understand we need to get the business plan really kind of not not perfect we're never going to have a perfect business plan and that's that's the whole point is that when we're planning for our business it's just looking ahead we need to adjust and keep moving forward but we need to you know understand why and then we need to also spend some time defining the people. And, and this is the real key. So for those of you that are OSG members and you want to dig into this, head back to the second part of the five keys of planning, uh, defining the people, and go through that again. Because here's the deal. You're a person, right? So even if it's just you in your business, you have to define what your role is. Again, even if you're the only person in your business you have to define what your role is. Does that make sense? <laughs> Again, one more time. No. Okay. But we need to define what our role is. And while maybe right now our role is everything, what do we want our role to be when our business is at our peak level of success? Do you still want it to be everything? So if you do want it to be everything, then you can probably just go back to your coffee right now because we're talking about hiring or delegating, but to get to that next level, you've got to have some other people involved at different levels. You know, that's hiring somebody, maybe having somebody help out, maybe hiring a, a contractor, you know, those things. But what is it that you do in your business that you love doing? And, and turn that into a job description for yourself and, and go from there. So again, the, the OSG members, you've got the whole layout of how to do that. And, you know, and, and so that's what I want. That's the first thing we got to get our arms wrapped around. What's the plan? What is it that I really want to do? What, why all that kind of stuff. And there's a reason why we start with that because the second area is that we need to then make sure that we have some budgets and tracking set up again, not only for the money. And I've talked about this before on small business Saturdays, but we need to have some budgets set up for our time. You know, what are you spending your time in your business on? And then 
what is a monetary or numerical value you can put on that time and how that particular use of your time impacts your ability to reach your goal. So if we didn't do the first part where we figure out what our goals are, we figure out what our core genius is, we figure out at, at a certain level what we want to be doing, then we can't do the second area where we actually then put a framework around tracking that. And, and again, I'm not talking about getting really wild and crazy and, and having every single second of your day laid out and mapped out and, you know, having all, I mean, this is simple stuff. If you look at it at the right way, we're basically just thinking out about our business, we're documenting it, and then we're having some way to kind of look at it in a strategic fashion, not just, hmm, I wonder, or I guess, you know, we want to have a little bit of a strategy, right? <laughs> a strategy around what we're doing with our business. And, and so that's the second area. We want to, we want to get some tracking. We want to kind of lay that out. So here would be an example. Here's, here's kind of how I would walk through that for you. Um, you know, let's say, you, so you, you, you want to look back, you know, what I've done is I've used a program called Toggle Tracker, and I think I've talked about this before, but it's T-O-G-G-L. And you can, you know, I've got it on my phone and it's a link in the Chrome browser and stuff like that. And as you start working on something, you just start a timer. And then when you're done, you stop the timer and, and you kind of just keep it going. You know, I went through and, and did this for a couple of months so I could get a better handle on my time. I felt like I wasn't managing my time very well. And um, I did it for a couple months. You could do it for a month, a couple of weeks, whatever works for you. But you want to document this somehow. Again, it doesn't have to be a, a situation where, you know, every second's got to be accounted for. Um, you just want to hit the high points here. Okay. So let, let me give you an example here of kind of hitting the high points. So let's say last week, busy week, good week. Um, you know, so here's some of the things you maybe spent time on. You had some time posting on Facebook. You had some time developing your email campaign. You had some time ordering blanks. Uh, you had some time communicating with some vendors that you work with or wholesale partners. Uh, you had time making uh, product, you know, made made a hundred shirts whatever the case may be. Uh, you had time dropping off lunch to your best customer. You had time doing accounting. You had time rearranging your workstation. Uh, you had time doing customer service. Uh, exactly. Time study. Do a time study. There we go. I'll Andrea, there, time study. Perfect. That's exactly what we want to do. But, but that's just, again, you know, I'm, I'm not accounting for every second, you know, I'm not, oh, I went to the bathroom. No, I want to get a, a good handle on the main things that I'm doing inside of my business. Colette says, good morning, budgeting my time is my biggest holdback in my business. So hopefully this will help. Um, so once we've done that, now we've got an idea of our time. I'd want to take that particular time study that we did and once I've taken that time study, I want to break it up into some key categories. And, um, you know, so you've got accounting, you've got marketing, you've got uh, customer interaction, you've got product creation, you, you know, get, get some main categories out there. And from there now is where we can build our formula. This is where we build our magic formula. Again, if we go back to uh, what the OSG members did, we talk about this quite a bit in the last of the five keys of planning when you talk about budgeting and, and setting time budgets. But I'll, I'll give you the quick 
synopsis overview here. So let's say you spent five hours on accounting during that last week, and you only spent one hour on developing relationships with your customers. Okay, so now we've got those. Now, you know what's important to you, you know what your core genius is. And so you know that developing relationships with your customers is why you're in business and that you've assigned a value of that of $200 an hour. You know, it's your time is worth $200 an hour and you've assigned that to it. And, and so, okay, $200 an hour, but accounting is something that you hate. You don't like to do it. It's really doesn't get you any closer to your goal. It's just a necessary evil. Um, I saw a friend of mine, Jess Bellman, post the other day that she hated accounting. So I could see her assigning a $0 value to accounting. Um, all right, well, there you go. So that's a zero thing. Now you spent five hours on that. So here's the formula. If you spent five hours on accounting, it's got a $0 value, yet your ultimate hourly rate is $200 an hour. That means as long as you spend less than $1,000 for the equivalent amount of accounting being done, it doesn't have to be that this other person spends five hours on it, as long as they got what you did in five hours, because here's the deal, if accounting is something that they love, what took you five hours, if you hate it, would probably take them an hour. <laughs> you know? So you, as long as you spend less than $1,000 to get the equivalent amount of work done, it's a win. And so you should do that every day. Here's a real world example. And, and this Todd and I actually went through this as we were starting to build our success group. And um, let me put that back up there. Started to build our success group. Um, we were building the website and we knew that we could do it. And, and <laughs> there we go. Jess is here. <laughs> Jess is, it, it's the worst. If I kept on it, it wouldn't be too bad, but I put it off for months. And, and Jess, that's, that's exactly it. And, and that's another way to know that it's not part of your core genius. It's not part of what you're excited about. It's not part of why you're in business. If the things that you're putting off, those are also the things that you need to look to outsource. Okay. But if you don't have all the rest of this, then, then you won't know, you know, what you can and should be paying for it. But back to my story. So Todd and I were looking at it. We, we knew that we could build the website ourselves. Um, but we also knew that it wasn't something that, you know, we absolutely had to do. We didn't get into this business to build websites. Um, and, and so we were looking at it. And we decided, okay, well, what, what's our time worth? If we were not building the website and instead we were developing training content for our members or we were working with our members to help them get to their idea of success, because again, we went back and we looked at what our goal was, what our why is, and our why is to provide resources that empower businesses to achieve their idea of success. So building a website doesn't necessarily fit into that. So then we took and, and figured out what our time was worth. And then we looked at the different quotes we had gotten for doing the website, because when we first got the quotes, we were like, oh, God, that's a lot of money. You know, ah, should we spend that money? But then when we reframed it in that, in that way of, okay, here's what our time is worth to us. And so instead of spending the time doing it ourselves, we go, oh, well, shoot some of these quotes are actually a heck of a deal. 
like we're, we're, we're making money when we frame, reframe it in that, in that regard. So, you know, that, that's the way to look at it. That that's the answer to that question. Again, um, I wanted to, you know, dive through that. Let me, I'll, I'll hit the high points one more time for those of you that, that came in a little bit late, but tell me what it is, what, what questions come up when you're thinking about when do I hire, when do I delegate? Because here's the other part about it before I go back and, and kind of hit the high points one more time is a lot of times we go, oh, you know, we got to hire somebody. And then there's all the headaches that go along with hiring somebody. Well, maybe not at first, maybe, maybe you know, uh, accounting is a great, great example. There, there's somebody around you that is, is happy to do the accounting for you. That's their business. And you don't have to hire them. You don't have to put them on the payroll or anything like that. All, all you need to do is, is reach out to them and, and figure out, set expectations. And that's where defining people comes into play. You know, what is it that you want your accountant to do? Is it, do you want to just make sure they keep up with your books or do you want them to be part of the strategy of your business? You know, what, what are you expecting from them? Are you expecting to get monthly reports or, or do you want them to just be out of sight, out of mind? And, and I don't have to worry about it again, get those things clearly defined, but getting a virtual assistant to help with just the, the mundane of, of certain things and keeping the emails clean, uh, doing, doing that kind of stuff. You know, these are great ways to start. And then once you start feeling more comfortable with communicating with those kinds of folks, then you can also then get to the point where like, you know what, it's also time to hire somebody because I'm doing so much production here that I need somebody to help with the prep work. You know, let, let's say you're doing sublimation. Well, pressing is one thing, but what about cutting out all of the, the paper? What about, uh, you know, uh, adhering, taping? What about, you know, the packaging after the fact? You know, all of that stuff that goes around the actual art of making the thing that you're making, that, that can be somebody that you have come in. And again, it doesn't have to be a full-time hire. It can be, you know, uh, a, a neighbor kid that's on summer break or, you know, a neighbor kid that is doing online school right now, you know, uh, you know, those kinds of things can be super helpful uh, to your business. And when you reframe it, like we've just talked about in a, how much is my time worth to me, then, then actually writing the check to that person doesn't feel so bad. In fact, it feels like a win. All right. So let me just hit the high points one more time. Let me know what questions you guys have. Let me know what some of your thoughts are, you know, how you've made some decisions in your business and what maybe you can do differently or what we could do differently. Um, that would be fantastic. But let me, let me hit the high points one more time here. So number one, the ultimate goal is to hire slash delegate everything in your business. It's not part of your core genius, meaning it's not the things that you love to do. It's not the things that you lose track of time while you're doing. Okay. Secondly, um, we need to understand two areas of our business before we can answer this question. The first area is our business plan. It's our, what are our goals? What's our why? And then <clears throat> defining the people and, and understanding what it is that, you know, me as the business owner, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I should be doing? And, so you've got that part because then once you have that part, then the second part of that is again, comes with the planning of your business, but having some budgets, not only around the money that goes in and out of your, your business, but budgets around your time. And then how much that time is worth to you because time is 
the a finite resource you know we could go out and win the lottery and have a lot of money or or you know find a rich uncle or, or something like that so money is something that can come and go really easily depending on on how things work out you know now does it always no but money is definitely one of those things where you know look at look at some of the richest people in the world i don't know if they ever thought that they'd have that many bazillions of dollars you know and you certainly can can too so money as a resource is really not actually our challenge resources for for all businesses that is a challenge is our time you know if we're spending the right time doing the right things um you know, we can make the other resources happen um so time is is the resource that we all have in common we all have the same number of hours in a day it's just how we use them so assigning a monetary or a numerical value to your time then allows you to completely reframe things differently and and it's it, and so that's the second part is so knowing what it is that we're all about the second part being then having some tracking doing a uh, time study that we we had earlier in the comments there um and then from there now we got to take it and break it down okay D do our time study understand what we spend our time on and then from there take that and figure out you know what's it worth to me to get this off of my plate and refocus on the things that are more important towards getting me towards my goals all right all right so what else we got here uh quick perfect this is what small business saturdays was all about about 20 to 30 minutes of, of sharing information but again i'm happy to go deeper if you guys have some other other questions, uh, other things that you want to talk about here. Um, so while you guys are, are pondering that, if you have any questions, those of you that are tuned in right now, um, let me also share with you something and let me make sure I've got a banner for it here. I think I do somewhere. There we are. Um, just a reminder for everybody that uh, we are in the middle of, I uh, got about, uh, about 11, 12 days left here uh, of open enrollment for the Masters of Success program. So what is Masters of Success, you ask? <laughs> well, Masters of Success is a, a new program at our success group. And um, Masters of Success is basically the inner circle. Um, Masters of Success is for businesses who are serious about putting their success in their own hands. And uh, those folks that are serious about that are investing in this program because they get all of the training that we've been talking about here uh, a little bit this morning already, all of the OSG training, all of the past stuff and all of the live stuff coming up. Uh, so they get all that, but they also get to utilize uh, a masterminding resource. Uh, and so masterminding, we talked about that last week on Small Business Saturdays, but the mastermind resource gets you six quarterly Zoom calls that are led by myself or, or the OSG teams, Todd, and right now it's me and Todd, uh, but you get those six quarterly Zoom calls and basically what happens is the members of that mastermind group, they're pulling each other up to success. They're helping give each other a, a level of accountability that you haven't had in your business. So this is something I'm super excited about. I'd love for you to go check it out. Just check it out at oursuccessgroup.com slash MOS. And uh, if it's something you're interested in, uh, apply for it. Or if you'd like to talk more about it, you can scroll down to the bottom of this page right here and you can click and, and we can do a little quick Zoom call together and talk about it some more. But uh, anyhow, that's my quick pitch on Masters of Success. 
Uh, I'm super excited to get that kicked off here for the fourth quarter of 2020. And uh, just looking looking for people to apply. Limited space available, so uh, get over there and, and, and get applied, and uh, we'll we'll let you know if you've uh, made it in. All right, so let's let's talk about what we've got coming up here. Uh, perfect. Good morning, Ree. Appreciate you joining us. Hi, Sarah. Missed you earlier, and and Jerry. Sorry, missed you earlier. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hopefully, it was helpful. All right, Jess. Here we go. As a creative with hiring, I worry about employees copying my ideas processes. Do you recommend a non-compete? Are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full-time success that not only supports you, but also can support your family? Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tenley Park trade show, we met for the first time face to face and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. This is a tough one because I don't want to say no, because it's not that I don't recommend a non-compete. I recommend hiring people that you trust. Um, and, and I know that's tough and I know that's just the easy kind of, uh, easy way out, but here's, here's why I say that because no matter how much non-compete litigation contracts, blah, 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 these things can still happen. Now, do you have to protect yourself? And if somebody has done that, um, you know, go away, but if you come at your business from an abundance mentality and, and, and that that's true. Again, like we said, we can, we can create the resources. If we spend our time wisely, we can create the resources to do what we need to do. But, um, so I guess just my, my answer to your, your first part of that question is, is twofold. A, you want to do your best. And, and again, when we're hiring, it's super hard. It's, it's one of the most difficult processes that we have to go through is hiring because guess what? We're only perfect twice in our lives. And that's the day we're born and the day we write our resume. All right. Those are the only two days that we're ever perfect. But <laughs> um, if you spend enough time getting to know them a little bit, hopefully you can find somebody that you trust that's going to be a benefit to your business. And you know you understand why they're coming to work for you. Do they have interest in being entrepreneurs growing and stuff like that. And then can you feel good about supporting them? You know, so if we change then our mindset to say, we have an abundance mentality mindset where there's plenty to go around outside of time, 
And if I can get my time back, then I don't worry if somebody steals my ideas or processes, because at the end of the day, your ideas and your processes only work for your business. Now, can they get some ideas that they can take into their business? Absolutely. But are they going to be you? No way. So you be you, be unique, and, and don't worry about the other folks, you know? And, and so that's kind of my take on it. I, I, again, I'm not saying just, you know, go blind into it and get walked all over and all that stuff. And, and so having a non-compete certainly is, is worthwhile. But I think having the conversation up front with, you know, what your concerns are, uh, and, and, you know, what you, you know, you've worked really hard to build your ideas and, and t- that you are creative and, and that your processes and, and that you're looking for somebody to support you and you want to know what their dreams are so you can support them. And, and when, when there's that mutual respect, then we don't have to worry about somebody stealing our stuff. It's, it's, it's when we don't have that mutual respect that I think we have, have challenges with that. All right. So um, I, I don't know, Jess, I'm sorry. I, I probably didn't exactly answer, uh, <laughs> how you maybe thought, but at the same time, I hope that helps you kind of rethink that a little bit differently. And then your, your second question, would you suggest hiring people as 1099 contractors or W2 employees? Um, now, first and foremost, I would ask that question of your, uh, tax advisor, because I think it's going to be different for different kinds of companies and different ways that you're set up. Uh, but I typically found that in most small businesses that starting out with a, a 1099 situation is probably the best way to go. Um, it's a lot less accounting. It's a lot less uh, hassle. Now, are you going to attract the best people at the 1099 level? Maybe not because they're probably looking for a little bit more. They don't want to do the accounting themselves. You know, they want to have you pay their taxes for them and, and, and they want to have you give them some health insurance and things like that. So, um, you, but again, when you're just getting somebody to come in and help out, you know, 1099ing a a high school kid or something like that, it is probably just fine. You know, that, that they, they think it's cool because they got extra money that they didn't have to pay to, uh, to the IRS right away, you know, you can help them understand that. Yes. Even though you're not paying taxes right now, you are going to have to pay taxes on that 1099 at some point. So, you know, you're mentoring them a little bit too. And and so there's some value in that. So hopefully that, uh, is a, uh, an answer to that question. Uh, Todd, I agree with this. Uh, Todd says non-compete cost to enforce is the cost worth the effort. I'm doing something that would be considered secret. Sure. Um, if I'm doing th- something standard, nope. So yeah, that, that is the other side of that, that I didn't mention when you're, when you're dealing with a non-compete, uh, because it's one thing to have a non-compete. It's another thing to then actually enforce that non-compete. And then that's going to cost money. That's going to cost the time, energy, and money of having an attorney, you know, potentially going to court, uh, all, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yes, that, that is a good point, Todd. And uh, let's see here, Sarah, I'm just reading this now. So I've had some someone with a lot more experience and training in our field of expertise ask more than once for a job. I feel like if I were to hire this person with way more knowledge than I, as the owner, won't have much say or presence. Um, Sarah, that is a uh, a totally understandable. And again, I probably would 
reframe this back to what I was trying to explain to Jess is that um, if those are your concerns right now, then can you have that conversation with them? Can you be clear about the fact that, you know, I would love to have somebody with your knowledge and experience be part of this. You know, you would bring tremendous value to this. Um, But I also want to make sure that I'm clear that this is my business and that, you know, when we'll, we'll come to, you know, if there's situations where we don't agree at the end of the day, it's my business. And so you're going to have to allow me to, to have my business, you know, but it's kind of setting up how do, how are we going to have that interaction? You know, if, if something happens in my business that you don't agree with, how are we going to resolve that? Because I want you to feel just as good about being a part of this as, as I do about owning this, but, but we have to, you know, so if you can have those conversations before, you know, and, and and this is a, (laughs) I, I always hated this saying, but unfortunately it's, it's, it's true. And this is the same thing when hiring, same thing with getting into partnerships, heck, probably the same thing with getting into relationships is you have to plan for the divorce. And, and if, if you do that in a, in a way, if you're looking down towards, okay, what could potentially go wrong here, as bad as that sounds of planning for the divorce, what you're really doing is you're keeping a divorce from happening because you're looking at what the potential pitfalls are and you're having those conversations up front. You know, one of the, the greatest things about my relationship with my wife and I, and I, there's a lot of them, but one of the things that I, I love about our relationship is that w- we do a pretty good job of, of having that communication. And early on in our relationship, we had those difficult conversations of, you know, what happens when we don't agree? What happens when things don't go well? You know, how, how do we resolve that? And, and we've tried to understand each other a little bit more. So it's the same way here, you know, give, giving, having that conversation before the hiring happens and setting out clear expectations. Are there going to be challenges? Absolutely. But if you can put that stuff out ahead of time, you're, you're going to be way ahead. And then having somebody that has a lot of experience come in, that's huge for your business. Just think of all the things that you could possibly offload that maybe you don't love doing, you know, what is it that they love doing that you don't love doing? And boy, you know, having a right hand person, you know, easiest way to double your business, have a right hand person has the same passion as you do. How about that? There you go. Quotable right there. (laughs) easiest way to double your business, have a right-hand person that has the same passion for your business as you do. Got it. Okay. Um, Trade secrets. Yes, indeed. Hi, I'm Kyleen and you're listening to an episode of the small business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the small business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Good question. I believe this is a newly graduated college student. Cool. Uh, Oh, I see. Good. This is the question. I missed the question. Sorry, Jerry. Wonder why they want to come work for you. Are they out of work? Um, Yeah. And (laughs) there's another, another question to ask, you know, why is it that you don't have a job? You know, uh, 
in today's market, the, the lots of people can find a job. So if they don't have a job, what, what's the reason? Now, there's good reasons that people don't have a job and there's, there's good employees still available. But again, having those conversations early, what I think happens to a lot of us is we get to that point where we're like, oh my God, I'm so buried. I just have to hire. I just can't live another day. And so I got to hire somebody today. Well, that's where we get ourselves in, in trouble and where we bring in people that aren't really a good fit for us because we're hiring out a place of need instead of hiring from a different mindset of, I don't necessarily need to have this employee right now. Um, you know, and, and again, finding people that maybe would be a good fit for your job or for your business that already have a job is perfect. Start planting that seed, start having that conversation, start getting to know them. Um, so there we go. Some, some hiring tips there. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Um, let's see here. Ah, there you go, Sharon. Think of it as a premarital counseling just for business. Absolutely. Yep. That's totally what it is. It, it's, it's premarital counseling just for business. Easy. <laughs> Yeah, Joseph says, sometimes the non-compete is to scare the employees. Sometimes the legal enforcement will ever happen, like threatening somebody with a cease and desist. Yeah, but here's my take on that, Joe, uh, and, and why for me personally, I, I just don't necessarily believe in all that. If you've got to go into a, a, a relationship where you've got to scare them to get your way, then it's probably not a relationship you want to go into. You know, if, if I've got to scare somebody into doing the right thing, then that's probably not somebody I want to work with to begin with. So I'd, I'd re much rather, you know, have a handshake, have a good agreement and then deal with it from there. Again, I'm not saying to just put, let yourself get walked on and all this other stuff. Again, don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not against a non-compete, but if your whole intention of the non-compete is just to scare somebody, uh, you know, maybe that, that's just part of the conversation. You know, I, I, I here's in your employment contract, there is a section about a, a non-compete, but I want to support you. You know, again, make it a partnership as opposed to making it a um, boss-employee relationship. No boss-employee relationships work out well if the employee doesn't feel like they're a partner in the success. You know, they have to feel like they're a part of something bigger than just themselves. All right. Uh, let's see here. Sometimes it's easier to work for someone else than it is to be your own boss. Cool. Yep. Good point. Awesome. All right, guys. Good stuff. Thank you so much for all the feedback. Uh, wonderful questions. Wonderful feedback. Again, Joseph, totally agree with what you're saying. So don't take that as me trying to disagree with you. <laughs> I hope sometimes I, I come across that way to you, Joseph, maybe. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> all right, you guys. What else we got? What else is happening in your worlds? Um, I think we can kind of close this up unless you guys have some other questions or comments. Hopefully we've been able to answer some questions for you as well and get some information out there. Um, I love doing this. This is a big part of my why, and I appreciate you guys allowing me your time on a Saturday morning. All right. Well, I don't see anything new and exciting, so I am going to call it for today. Uh, tune in next week to Small Business Saturdays. We'll, uh, we'll get a topic put together this week for you. And if you have certain things that you want to, uh, to discuss come next Saturday morning, please let me know. Uh, I did purchase my father a uh, webcam finally. So uh, there's a good chance that I will rope him into. He's still against it for some reason. He doesn't want to get on video with me here. But dad, if you're listening, I'm calling you out. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have, have you on. I'm going to have tips from a 25 year CPA. How about that? So 
Uh, Todd, get to the water park. Enjoy. Um, not an issue. Just my thoughts on why people do them on why people do them. Totally agree. Cool. Good, Joseph. High five. Awesome, you guys. Have a great day. And I will talk to you all next Saturday. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.